This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. There's a story that's out there that, uh, like I say, it's exciting and at the same time, kind of disquieting in a way and sort of makes me think, oof, I I can see all kinds of problems coming from this, but also all kinds of benefit too. I'm talking about Neuralink, which is uh, a brain implant, okay? So basically, I think it's like a computer chip implanted into the brain of a human being, but it, you know, in the simplest terms. Um, It's one of Elon Musk's big projects that he's been working on for a very, very long time. He got uh, FDA approval last year and has now started trials. There's somebody out there that has this, has a, a computer chip, I would assume, implanted into their brain. This is some really, really high-level sci-fi kind of stuff, right? And as, as I say, the, the benefits here could be huge, could be absolutely enormous. But of course, there's a lot of people very concerned about some other things it might lead to, too. So let's, let's walk through it. We're going to go with uh, Omar Ferris now, a lecturer at the Ted Rogers School of Retail Management with Toronto Metropolitan University. Uh, Omar, thanks for being here. I appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. Okay, so help me just, I didn't do a very good job of defining what we're talking about, but it's an implant into the brain, correct? Is it a computer chip? Like, what exactly is it we're talking about here? You actually did a quite a good job. Uh, so <laughs> it, is, it, is a brain, uh, it is a brain implant. Uh, what, well, the technology itself is not new. The implant part is uh, more in the newer side. So it's a brain chip implant. Yep. And the FDA approval specifically covered the beginning of human trials on specific cases, so cases with severe disability, yep. etc. Uh, so this is just to clarify, this is what the FDA approved and uh, not approved of um, kind of the mass use of the product. The product called Telepathy. Uh, it's by the company Neuralink, uh, Elon Musk's company. They've been at this, I think, uh, since 2016, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, 2016. Uh, and yeah, so there are some questions uh, that come uh, with obviously implanting any sort of technology in the human body, but there are also some opportunities. And I think um, it is appropriate to start talking about, well, what can this mean and where can things go in the future? So it is interesting. It is definitely a feat. It's a scientific feat, more it than is. an organizational feat. So, you know, more happy news, I believe, maybe. So far, I mean, like you say, when we're talking about what the FDA has approved for and where it's initially starting is helping people with severe medical disabilities, what does it do? Like, basically, it allows them to, it's called telepathy, and telepathically communicate with devices and things, correct? Uh, Yes, uh, in a way. So it does not, uh, and I think maybe, uh, let's clarify this. Uh, So it does not get abstract thoughts. So if you're thinking about something, it does not capture this. What it captures, though, is certain movements that will allow you to interact with devices. So, for example, uh, if you have your computer, phone, etc., and you have the chip implant, it can track the movements or specific movements of what you want to type, what you want to share, where you want to move them. For example, the cursor. Right? But it doesn't get the abstract thoughts. However, what this allows for is the ability for well, communication, and specifically in cases with severe disability that otherwise 
wouldn't have access to such communication. So this is this is what it does, right? It, it's the ability to communicate given certain severe cases, at least as a starting point yeah. for neuroring. Yeah, that's the starting point. Now, we're at the very beginning of this, and there's all kinds of ways that it could go. Um, and I, I know you sort, of, you sort of break it down into three possible scenarios, which I think is a great way. And, and you look at it as, could be this, could be that. Let's hope it's not this. So, so let's go through it. When you, when you break it down, what scenarios do you think are possible as we move farther along the path here? Okay, so I'm going to use uh, Neuralink's mission, and I think this is what captured this um, pretty good. So their, in essence, their mission is to help individuals with unmet needs restore some sort of autonomy. Now, the realistic, or in my view, the realistic scenario or pathway is, one, uh, we have passing of the FDA work, meaning success in terms of trials. We've seen early signs of success, although not all the information is released. Anyway, uh, we see more success uh, in terms of trials. Eventually, this gets adopted in a niche-specific medical need-based uh, area, which means individuals who really, really, really need it will have the ability to gain back some sort of communication. and. The hope, uh, and this can go either way, the yeah. hope this will be at an affordable uh, price point uh, where the individuals who need to get it, etc. That's one scenario where I think it's the more realistic. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 then, and then you break it down to, to optimistic, and I think that, that, that would be fantastic because I'm, obviously we can see the upside here, Omar. There are all kinds of ways that this could improve the human experience, even if we just keep it confined to people with disabilities, you can see the upside. Yes, and so if it's confined to individuals with disability, I think there's tremendous upside. But I will use a term they've used in their mission statement, Neuralink. Uh, at the end of the statement, they said an unlocked potential tomorrow. Now, what this for me says is there is a goal to extend this be- beyond people who severely medically need it, right? which means more wide public adoption of certain or any individual who is looking to enhance certain brain functions. I don't think we're there yet. Uh, scientifically, we're not close. Uh, but in the future, mm-hmm. another another scenario can be, well, we all have, or many of us have one of these, and we enhance what we can do as humans, but it comes with significant risks if it's, if it's widely adopted, including you know, privacy uh, included, well, who controls the information flow, right? And how about those who, doesn't, who don't have certain implants versus those who does? It may be unfair advantages, right? So when we're looking at the optimistic scenario, we got to also be careful with wide adoption, which means with no medical needs, you implant this. And this is where I think the risks will come. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Now, you, you mentioned one of them there, um, which is security and who controls the information. What about the fact, I mean, if you... And, and you've used the word enhanced many times, and that's what this could be. So, I mean, could we get into a situation, Omar, where we're creating enhanced human beings? We're setting up different levels of humanity, people that are, you know, enhanced one way or another, and others who aren't. I mean, right there, you can see a massive potential problem. Yes. Uh, 
so when and and this is where I think Neuralink can go massively wrong because this expense and they change their targeting approach to a more wide spectrum, which means anyone. In this case, I think we're going to face a society. We're going to face significant societal problems. If Neuralink uh, sticks with people who are in need to gain back functions that they've lost in certain scenarios, sure, that's a good approach. So the pessimistic scenario, though, I'll lead into this. Pessimistic scenario, well, trials doesn't go, don't go as planned, etc., and, you know, the kind of the project dies out. But within the optimistic scenario, there is some pessimism, and one has to be very careful of. Neuralink, I think, has the best chances of succeeding if they stick with the niche market of actual needs versus, um, yeah, let's have everyone have this, because this is where people will, in my view, people will stop and say, yeah, no, we're not comfortable on this project, or the scientific advancement we're working towards is going to be halted because of this. You mentioned ethics around this many times uh, in the piece you wrote uh, on conversation. Um, I, I don't have a lot of faith in that, Omar. Do you like? Do you think ethics will rule the day? Uh, it seems to me, whenever technology, like not like this, but any kind of technology, gets introduced, there are bad actors that immediately take advantage of it. I mean, do you think ethics will win the day when it comes to, as we say, the the untapped potential of this? It comes down um, as much as we. Uh, try to have faith in certain organizations and certain actions of organizations and individuals, uh, there will come a, a point where it's a lot more important to look at policy and regulation uh, to such technologies. I think when we're talking about ethics and when we're talking about the risks associated, it cannot be left in the hands of organizations uh, solely. Uh, rather, regulators need to really get on this and start assessing, well, what framework should we have for protection? This is a discussion I've been having for a very long time for things like AI, artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. uh, conversational. Bo- Regulators need to come in and say, well, at what level or who controls one, again, same piece of information, the flow of information and access to information and the data, what happens to the data. And I think these are all key areas regulators need to hone down on really quickly, because if they don't, uh, technology will keep advancing and regulators will play catch up. That's the key point, Omar, because we talk so much. I mean, you you mentioned artificial intelligence, and that's one where now they're trying to play catch up and trying to bring in regulations after the horses have left the barn. Like, it's so important that you be in front of the technology, if possible, but you have to at least make a really concerted effort to do that. Absolutely, and and this has been a key challenge. Uh, We have been behind. We have been consistently behind, and I guess this is a wider call for regulators to start getting more on this, (laughs) because at the pace we're going at, uh, if regulators are not fast enough, and, uh, well, like you said, technology will continue to take off. It will. Yeah, and who knows where this would lead. Omar, really interesting conversation. Thank you so much for being with us today. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me.